Welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere, where CEOs, leaders, and experts at building teams, companies, organizations, and amazing cultures share how to lead from anywhere in the world. I'm your co-host on the East Coast, Ginny Bianco Mathis. And I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon. And we invite you to join us to Team Anywhere. Does the virtual office now replace the real world office? Not necessarily, but the virtual office is beginning to provide superpowers that we didn't have in the virtual world. On today's podcast are Katie Baltzer, a true visionary and the founder and CEO of PlutoView, shows us that the future of virtual work will only work when the tools we use enhance connectivity, belonging, and community as we live, grow, and team anywhere. Hello and welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere. I'm your co-host, Mitch Simon, on the West Coast and on the East Coast. We have our fabulous co-host, Dr. Virginia Bianco Mathis. And in the studio today, in the virtual studio today, is Arkady Boltzer, founder and CEO of PlutoView, a tech tool that allows making collaboration between remote teams feel effortless. Arkady is 24 and is brilliant and understanding the times that we are in. So welcome to the show, Arkady. Yeah, there's no camera, but I am blushing at this point. Thank you very much for such an extraordinary introduction. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey guys, everybody's listening. It's a pleasure to be amongst you. Great. And Arkady is coming at us from Barcelona in España, which is really exciting. So we're basically spanning, I think, about nine or 10 hours of zones. So I want to know, Arkady, you know, we had an incredible intro call that I could have just recorded that. Tell me, when you look at what's going on in the world today, especially in this area of, you know, are we supposed to be working virtual or hybrid or whatever, what is your perspective? It's a very difficult question because it's a multifaceted question. And the question that people ask quite often is, are we ready to be fully remote? Is the fully remote thing ready to replace the physical office? And the answer is short. No, it's not ready. The biggest bottleneck that exists in the industry that we call extended reality, and that includes everything from augmented reality, virtual reality, Web3 a little bit, although that's its own thing. The biggest bottleneck is user experience, and it's not there. It's unfortunately not there, and it's not going to get there anytime soon. The first company that I was a part of in 2014, 2015, 2016, it was mywebroom.com. It was an incredible startup, re-envisioning how you interact with digital, with the internet. So it was building virtual rooms where actual physical objects would replace certain things, like a TV standing on your desk would have all your Netflix and YouTube subscriptions in one place. Then a shopping bag standing by that TV station is going to have all the shopping utensils that you usually use and the e-commerce sites that you usually visit. And you could actually go between people's rooms like it would be a social network. You could go into your friend's room, see what, what decoration they have, incredible stuff. And, Wait, let, me, uh, let me just stop you for a second there. When you started this company in 2014, how old were you? I was a part of this company. I was actually my older brother's first startup. And I was just fortunate enough to be a part of it for a very short period of time. That's what set me on the path. It gave me a lot of the drive I have. Still, my brother is a big influence on me and an inspiration. He's a founder of a company that is pretty big right now in South America, Grabber.io, delivering goods across the world. People actually do peer-to-peer -peer deliveries. Now they're opening up a bank, an actual bank for Argentinians and Brazilian people to have their money in US dollars, which is just an exciting opportunity. And it's just a massive opportunity. But that whole thing aside, right? The company, MyWebroom.com, it was 
10 years ago, right? The whole vision of metaverses and virtual spaces that we just now see happening and appearing. It was 10 years ago. And back then, obviously, user experience wasn't where it should be. That's why ultimately the company had to close. But today, 10 years later, it's the same sort of situation. We're still not there. When we're going to get there, it's a big question. And I think what PlutoView does is we're taking a next step towards achieving that user experience, improving that user experience. I'll get to speak a bit about PlutoView later, but answering your question, are we there? We're not going to be there for a while. But something that I really want to highlight, there are certain people that really want us to be there. So when you're talking to a cashier at Bank of America and you're trying to explain to her that, look, from starting tomorrow, you're going to be in a hybrid working space. It's going to be very difficult for her to understand why the hell would I even want that? And that's where the whole story about superpowers comes in. And I'll, I'll get to speak about that later. But it's the generation that follows that we want to work with very carefully because people that are 16, 17, 18, 19 right now who've made their first 100K selling NFTs who are a part of this crazy Discord communities and they're building the future and they're investing and they know that this is going to be the next big thing. So when that 16, 17, 18 year old gets to work in a Bank of America in five, six years, seven years from now, they're going to be pushing it to go to hybrid. Hybrid is not there yet. COVID obviously was a big, it was like a lantern that showed that there is this problem. Are we going to solve it in two, three years of COVID? No, we're not going to solve it, but it certainly accelerated certain things. But the biggest bottleneck is user experience. We need to solve that problem before we can safely say that remote is the new norm. Arcady, I have a question. You mentioned COVID was this lantern, but look what it took, a world phenomenon that pushed people to say, oh, wow, maybe I need to work differently. And then some people adopted it. Others are going, no way. And just like you said, the cashier is saying, oh, why would I even want that? What my fear is, and I'm wondering what you think because you're moving and grooving in this arena, what is it going to take to move that customer service person to say, this is exactly what I want? Right. Great question. I think I sort of started answering it previously, but the answer is we need certain things to change with the user experience before that person realizes, okay, now I can rip all the benefits. Now the benefits are very clear to me and there's no reason why I should stay in the physical office. This is a much better place for me. And a good example that I have, so we're working with a bunch of different virtual offices and I have, I love them to death, incredible people building the future. Unfortunate thing is that it's pretty much bubbles that are inflated, but that's how Silicon Valley works. But there are certain companies that we work with that are incredibly visionary. One of them is Vish, who I think you should definitely have on the podcast. Incredible person, a physician, a doctor turned a fully digital virtual nomad building this incredible startup called SoWork, SoWork.com. So one of their clients, and I'm sure Vish can actually talk more in depth about this because this is a huge win for them, is Tinder. What they did, they convinced Tinder to move into the hybrid space, what they did, they built one-to-one identical, one-to-one replica of physical Tinder office in their virtual meta space. In the physical office of Tinder, they put screens in every single room. So once an employee in the physical office walks from room to room, their digital avatar follows them in the meta space. And obviously, now this is the thing that I love most, and this is where we can approach the whole superpowers discussion. In the physical office, you're limited by certain space. 
right? You're limited by the physical properties of space. In the physical office, you may have 100, 200 people at a time in different rooms. What about all the hundreds and thousands of contractors that you as a company employ all over the world? How do you make them feel like the same integral part of Tinder company? And I think they nailed it, right? In the physical, in one specific physical room in Tinder office, you may have five people staring at a screen and at each other. Although on the screen, in that replica of that room in the meta space, there's 100 more people, right? You're feeling together. Now you're really a team. And I think this is obviously, when we talk about user experience, I think this is a huge breakthrough. It's obviously not there where we want to be, but this is a huge step in terms of understanding what I mean by superpowers. Now, if you can allow me, I'll let people know a bit about what we do or about what we're building at Pool of You, because it's going to be a very nice segue. Definitely. Sounds good. So the, when the whole, you know, virtual thing happened, people began solving only one specific part of the puzzle. How do we solve the communications problem seamlessly, right? When you're in the same office environment, you want to have a private conversation with someone. How do you take them by the hand, kind of drag them to a different room so you can have a private conversation with them so nobody else can hear you, right? All those aspects of being able to communicate freely, seamlessly, it's a massive part of the puzzle, right? It's a huge part of the puzzle. But we believe that there is a part of the puzzle that is even more important. And that is all of the technology that lives in your office. Uh, you have software, computers, iPads, everything lying around, right? What PlutoView does is we take that software, we take those computers, and we bring them into the virtual space. So once you're in a virtual space, you have an actual computer room where you could sit down at a computer and launch an application. Now, that application has nothing to do with your hardware. It's fully remote. It's cloud-based. And this is where we get at the big thing that PlutoView does. We believe that in five years, nobody's going to be using downloadable software. That's ridiculous. If you need to use Adobe Photoshop, you have to download Adobe Photoshop. That sounds like a conspiracy yeah. theory. Sorry. Right. It does sound like a conspiracy theory. And obviously, there's a huge thing that prevents progress and that huge thing is called digital divide. It's people all over the world that don't have certain access to certain hardware, which means that by definition are less successful than other people. This incredible audio engineer from some place in Argentina or any place, Russia, Ukraine, certain countries in Africa, they don't have access to the hardware that could make them as successful as other people because of many different reasons. Now, how do we solve that problem? The problem can be solved. It sounds simple, but it's much more complex than that. The software moves to the cloud. No, we don't care how powerful your hardware is. We take all the risks. We take all the hardware burden. And obviously, you need to have good internet connection. And that whole part of the digital divide problem is being solved by Elon. He's sending all those incredible things in the sky that give you internet no matter where you are. I mean, that's huge. That's massive. So once he solves the problem of low latency internet connection all over the world, we can really buckle up and solve the problem of software moving to the cloud. Now you can access hardcore applications from your phone right? Uh, yes. we, don't, we don't care what kind of phone it is. So we believe that virtual is going to be the new norm. It's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen tomorrow. There's a journey we need to take as humanity, but it's going to be the new norm. And the superpowers are very simple to understand. When you're in the physical office with PlutoView, you're just in the physical office of PlutoView. Your office has certain physical properties. You maybe can only fit 20 computers in that office space. Once you move to the metaverse, it could be millions of computers. It could be hundreds of thousands of, of computers scaling to millions of computers in about a second. That's what PlutoView does. So those physical limitations, a certain hardware, those physical limitations that hardware puts on you, we want to alleviate that. And I think that's massive. That's what I mean by superpowers. So how is this different than, let's say, Google? I use Google for 
documents and for sharing like a whiteboard and sharing emails and sharing PowerPoint on Google. How is PudaView different than just what Google's already doing in the cloud? Google, Amazon, DigitalOcean, there's a bunch of companies that are doing breakthrough stuff in the cloud. And obviously, Google is a great example. But the example that I like more is Google Stadia that unfortunately had to close. I think there's going to be a spinoff. And I think somebody's already doing something like that. But basically, what it was is why don't we take hardcore, super complex games and take them to the cloud like Assassin's Creed. And we enable people to play those games from different devices, fully hosted on the cloud. You don't have to have an expensive PlayStation or Xbox. Same freaking idea. So Google Docs, right? The whole shared suite of Google is a great example. When people ask me, what is PlutoView? I say, think of Notion or Google Docs, and it's just everything else. It's making that idea the basis of that appealing and appropriate to other software. Obviously, we work with a lot of open source software, search engines. I mean, we have Google Chrome virtualized. It's an open source software. Firefox, a bunch of Chromium stuff, Visual Studio Code for developers. We're working on virtualizing GIMP for illustrators, Audacity for audio designers. A lot of open source software. The next step for PlutoView is going to be a privately owned software, right? Having a contract with Adobe. When we say Adobe, let's figure how we're going to make this work. This is absolutely a very new way of structuring business. Let's figure out how we're going to make it work so both of us can make sense out of it. And let's make sure people get your software fully virtual. But I think there's just a lot of milestones we need to hit before that. And you speak about the software and hardware. And by the way, I love the way you explain it because I actually understand it. (laughs) So that's terrific. You mentioned earlier with the whole avatar business, uh, which I have seen some of those futuristic possibilities. With those, you can get the feeling that I feel will hook people. Absolutely. So you're saying we have this middle journey to go through, however, to get there. Absolutely. It's we need to arrive at the appropriate user experience. I mean, when we're talking about, for example, extended reality stuff like virtual reality, we need to make sure that every family in America has a virtual reality headset before we can actually talk about people using it. Right? When you look at metaverses like Sandbox, and I love them all to death, they're building something incredibly new and the companies are worth billions and billions of dollars. But if you really put that any time of the day, you put that headset on and you go into a sandbox, it's going to be a barren wasteland with nobody really doing anything. Yes, There's yes. nobody doing stuff there. I mean, it's a great place to hang around with your friends, right? And they're not doing anything there because the user experience is not there, right? It's yes, not there. yes, yes. And okay. I think PlutoView is just a big step towards bridging that user experience divide, bridging that user experience gap, because now we take the software that you're so familiar with and we make it virtual and you can hang around in a virtual space with a virtual computer that is actually more private than your actual computer because we don't care how many malicious worms and stuff you can catch on the computer because it's actually fully virtual. We wipe it right after. It's safe. It's private. There's a lot of different benefits for that. But the whole avatar situation, and I think this is just also a very exciting way to look at it. And it's sort of philosophical, but in a specific way, we're kind of taking something that used to be abundant in our real world like a lot of marketing stuff that is so annoying and unnecessary. We want to move it into a new realm that you could actually maybe sell better, right? And the actual world, the actual incredible planet that surrounds us can be alleviated from all of that. So I love to give this example. Red Bull used to invest millions, maybe billions. I don't know how costly that project was, but it used to, and I think it still does, invest millions of dollars in uh, mini cars that drive around every big city in the world colored fully like Red Bull with a giant Red Bull can on top of it. And that's used to be called progressive marketing. Guys, <laughs> right, that's right. Right, progressive marketing, but it's old age progressive marketing. Now they're doing the same thing only in metaverse. 
our friends from Ready Player Me, they've built an incredible software that allows you to scan. So be like basically you take your phone, you bring it up to your face and it takes a couple of minutes scanning you and then it produces an identical avatar in the digital space that you can then put into games and they're compatible with a lot of different engines, which means that they're not there yet, but obviously that's where it's all going to be. When you want to play Call of Duty, instead of playing Call of Duty with specific, you know, presets that are, you can yes, actually just yes. download yourself into that game and play with yourself. They're uh, making a lot of money from contracts with Adidas, H&M. What they're doing is like, now you can put an Adidas branded sweatshirt on your avatar and walk right. around in a metaverse. Right. That's progressive marketing, guys. That's where it's going to be at. And obviously, this all these opportunities, they're massive. I think metaverse is not about replacing our day-to-day. It's about giving it superpowers that you otherwise wouldn't have. And it's also about freeing, just taking a bunch of unnecessary stuff and just putting it into metaverse because it's just going to make more sense there. Let's take this unnecessary Red Bull mini car that produces pollution and everything else. Just, just let's get yeah, it off the yeah. streets. Let's put it into the metaverse. You definitely have a beef with Red Bull right now. <laughs> you know what? You look, it's not a healthy drink. I'm sorry. Agreed. I guess this podcast Agreed. is definitely not being sponsored by Red Bull today. If you could share, what are some of the superpowers that we don't have today that are coming down the pike that we're not ready for them yet, but they will show up and, you know, things that people haven't really thought about that they actually are going to benefit from? I can speak about kind of my part of the whole field, which is digital software. You have access to maybe three devices, if you're lucky, a computer, a phone, and maybe an iPad or something like that, maybe a desktop computer, right? Many people have access to just one device, right? Just a phone or just a computer just because, right, they can't afford or maybe there's other underlying issues at hand. We have access to a limited number of devices. You will never be able to show me a person that has access to millions of computers at the same time. It's just impossible, right? There's a simple physical limitations for that. It's not just the money thing. What virtual computers are doing is from that one computer that you have, you can access hundreds of thousands of computers at a time. And obviously, it's difficult to say why you'd need to access hundreds and thousands of computers at a time. But believe me, in five years, that question is going to be more straightforward. And obviously, a lot of developers need that today. There's certain fields that just it's a very necessary thing. Well, just so, marketing, as you already pointed out. Yeah. Marketing is huge, right? I think it's just very important. The whole e-commerce situation, when you walk into a mall, right? You have no say what stores are present in that mall. Obviously, you can not find uh, the store that you want to be able to go to a different mall, but that just feels like something from just a different reality. It feels like something that is so outdated at this point. So what we're also working on at Pluto View is bringing virtual shopping malls to brands and stuff. Allowing people, groups of people to build their own shopping, your own cloud shopping mall right. with your favorite storefronts. And it's about community. It's all about the whole web. So people are doubtful, right? Many different people are doubtful about Web3. They think Web3 is about crypto and NFTs and all this. And sure, it's massive. I mean, NFT protocols are changing how we own things. And it's a breakthrough thing. It's not about digital art. No, guys, it's not at all about digital art. It's about the protocols that allow us to own things in a way that we, we wouldn't imagine we could previously thanks right. to blockchain but no web3 is about community it's all about community obviously big brands like adidas they have power users they have people design shoes every single day they have dedicated users how do you enable them to bring this active community to the cloud and that's another thing that we're working on with pluto view is building appealing community spaces for them to hang out Metaverse is about giving us superpowers. It's about bringing us together because there are so many powers in the world that are dividing us every single day. 
there's wars happening, which is the one of the most horrible thing. And it's painful for me to think about, but there's war happening right now. As we're speaking between two nations that, and I know Ukrainians are going to hate me for this, but two nations that used to be very aligned. I'm not going to say brothers because that's not true. We're not the same, but very aligned at a certain age. Now what is happening, this bloodbath was started by an old delusional person with the last name that starts with a P, <laughs> right? Absolutely delusional person living in a whole different reality of his own. But what is happening? We are being divided every day. We need to align ourselves with progress. The only way we align ourselves with progress is when we realize that there's nations may be an important tool for us to get things done. It may be an important tool for us. But if you speak to any astronaut, no matter from what country, the first realization when they get to International Space Station, when they look at the globe, which, by the way, they orbit every 90 minutes, there's no border lines. There's no national lines. We're literally this thing as a modern human being, 200,000 years old. Bees are roughly 80 million years old. You're years giving old. us this incredible perspective, right? Let's step all the way out. Exactly. There's no boundaries. <laughs> exactly. I think the whole virtual thing, it's not about replacing what we're used to. It's about giving us superpowers, bringing us closer together. Web3 is about community. Let's appreciate that. Let's be a part of community. Let's get together. Let's figure shit out in a way that's proactive and positive. The fact that you're a visionary... And in seeing the the opportunities to you know bring people together because when COVID hit it was we can't get together and then of course now we are we've got these and many people think that the tools that we have today are cutting edge there are tools that will definitely bring us together we do a lot of stuff on the podcast looking at virtual and hybrid how do you see the future with these new virtual tools and hybrid workspaces and and people getting together do you see that the the new metaverse will actually enhance when people come together or will it detract from when people actually do come together? So I'm actually just in the last couple of weeks, I want to sort of move a little bit away from metaverse. I like microverse more. It should be centered around communities. Get things done. Metaverse is a huge metaverse, at least the way it is right now. It's a vast wasteland where, I mean, there's maybe an occasional gallery thing happening with people showcasing NFTs, maybe an occasional kind of a movie night happening or something like that, but it's a barren wasteland where there's nothing happening. Think about it as microverses. Think about it as a game, a small game where you can just be with your friends, with your teammates and get stuff right. done. We want it to be not a replacement of your world. We want it to be just an extension, a superpower that you have to be immediately connected with people, have access to this vast databases immediately, and obviously get stuff done using a lot of different software at the same time. All the stuff that we're already used to, just times three, times 10, and so on. Yeah, so I like microverses more because it just makes more sense to me. It's about community and it's about getting stuff done. So the example that I already gave with Soulwork, I just think they're building something incredible, right? And that whole hybrid thing that they figured out with Tinder, it's not about replacing your physical office. It's about making people that are outside of your physical office feel like they're included. Right. We all know that in IT companies, there's a lot of contractors all around the world, building stuff, designing stuff, writing stuff. How do you make them included? Virtual is not there yet. We're not going to replace real offices. At this point today, no, not going to happen. In five years, maybe we're going to push for that, well, but it's not going to happen today. Hybrid is more aligned. And I think it's aligned in that specific example that I gave with Soulwork and Tinder. Great. So, you know, I really see your passion for having people have these feelings of connection and inclusion and belonging. And we're just not there yet with the tools, but I think with visionaries like you, we're going to get there a little bit faster. 
so that when we're together, that's great. When we're not together, we can have those experiences of being together that are more authentic and more unique and more necessary for us as humans on this planet, spinning around the globe, right? Spinning yeah. Around the sun. Yeah. So how can people find out more about you and reach out to you and ask you questions? LinkedIn, Arkady Balzer, A-R-K-A-D-I-Y-B-A-L-T-S-E-R. But I'm trying to grow my Twitter, so it would be lovely if you could find me on Twitter as well. It's at Baltzer Arcady, again, B-A-L-T-S-E-R-A-R-K-A-D-I-Y, or at PlutoViewXYZ. That's the PlutoView Twitter. We're growing our Discord community. Uh, we're very early with our Discord, but you could find the link in the Twitter handle for, for PlutoViewXYZ. Please join. Exciting stuff. We're going to be doing this incredible co-drawing experience powered by PlutoView, where we're actually going to be drawing pictures allowing multiple people, tens, tens of people to draw, dozens of people to draw pictures together. Then we're going to be converting them to NFTs, selling them on OpenSea, all proceeds going to charity. We actually just did this project a week ago at a very big Baltic Web3 conference. We did this in about a couple of hours. People were drawing pictures. 200 people went through our stations, drew NFTs together. We sold them later that night at an auction and all proceeds went to Ukrainian Children Foundation. All right, Arkady. Hey, thank you so much. I'm so glad uh, we connected. And I want to thank you, Ginny. I want to thank our listeners. And if you've loved this podcast, which I have loved this episode, it's really challenging my picture of the future. Please share this podcast and we'll look to see you next time on our next episode of Team Anywhere. Anywhere.